from Central Illinois. It's the Sofa King Awesome Show. Rock, metal, 80s, retro. It's not just good, it's Sofa King good. Oh, baby. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, even (laughs) YouTube. And now, Sofa King Awesome. Here are your hosts, Thundersticks, on the Sofa King Awesome Show.
Hi, welcome everyone to a season four premiere of the Sofa King Awesome Show. We are greeted by the one, the only, the John Candy from the West Coast, Orange County, California still, right? That's right. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, being responsive on socials and just being kind-hearted and just being like, you know, you're just like, I'm like, what's it take to get an interview? And you're like, hey, just ask. And that's all it took, yeah. man. And I really, I'm grateful for that. And thank you, you know, thank you for this and and everything. But uh, I want to, I just discovered you a few months back, you know, we'll say roughly six months and been really heavy into you since then. And I am like, I don't even know what to label it. Like your label is a metalcore band, you know, wanting to marry, you know, your death core with samples. And I, you know, sample core or meme core, you know, uh, I think it's a good name, you know, but I yeah. really, I really want to touch. I want you, want you to tell me or tell everybody, you know, whatever. What is the John Candy, man? How did that, how did that start? Is it just like a love of the John Candy, Uncle Bill, you know, films and shit or what? Yeah. So, I mean, we really just started basically, we actually started in 2005. Um, just, we were in a metalcore band back then called Insolitas. And so this was like actually probably the the band members and I met roughly like 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. And we were all just like, dude, we want to do like metalcore. Like we love like Kill Switch Engage and, and Unearth and all these bands that were like all part of like the initial wave of metalcore in the early 2000s. Right. And, uh, so it was one of my friends from college. And then I met another friend on via MySpace. You know, this is like old school, dude. And then, uh, and then via my friend from college, I met our, our other buddy. So it was Eric, Dave, and Brent. And so we had that metalcore band. And then like, we were doing that for a couple of years. And then we were like, Brent and Eric were kind of like, oh, we want to do this little like side thing. We want to just do like a super old school throwback, like beat down hardcore band. Right. And uh, all with John Candy movie samples, because they just love John Candy. It's all and, of them. All of them. Yeah. So they did. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that, all it was going to be only John Candy movie samples. And so they put it together and they were like, oh, we need a singer. And I was like, oh, I'd love to sing for it. I was singing for our other band. So I was like, might as well just move over to this. Right. And it was super fun. Like we were just, it was just messing around. We made this cr really crappy EP. It was like all drum samples, um, the worst produced guitars you've ever heard. The vocal production was atrocious. Like all of it was just awful. But it was like the initial like seed, like the genesis, the idea was right there. Right. And uh, it was funny because we were talking to people back then, like when we started it and they were like, this is such a good idea. Like you guys should run with this. And we were just like, oh, like, you know, we're just having fun with it, whatever. And then we did literally like nothing with it from like 2005, basically to 2017. And then Eric, so he was our drummer in the old band. Uh, uh -huh. He had this like, he, he did this whole weird path where like from 2005 to like 2000, I don't know, 12, 13 he went like full like EDM. Like he ended up doing like all this stuff with like Rolex oh, okay. and he, like he he like went flew down to Chile to play shows. Like it was oh, like crazy, like this random trajectory he took. Twelfth uh, Planet. He was working with these guys in this uh, management company called Blood Company. They're okay. they're all guys that done like done and done like really big things. Right. And so Eric was just doing all EDM stuff, blah blah blah, and one day he was he was making some music and he was like i kind of want to like do heavier stuff and then he was like you know what i feel like i can sample guitars like from other hardcore and metalcore bands and so 
he just tried it and he sent it to me. So again, 2017. And like first listen, I was like, dude, this is like you're all yeah. Of what we were doing in 2000. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 The first song he sent me was our song Without Honor. It's our um, like Ninja Turtles song. Okay. And so I was like, dude, this is super cool. Like, I need to add vocals to this. Like, let, let's run with this. Like, like yeah. I, I was a big believer in what Eric had managed to, you know, make with that. And that's really just how it really got the ball rolling. So basically, 2017, we did that, that EP, Sergeant Pepper's sample based hardcore band. And <laughs> we were super excited about that. We had our Home Alone song on there. Um, we got the uh, Stripes song, the old John Candy. And uh, was it Bill? Not, um, Gosh, damn it. The dude from Groundhog Day. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Bill Murray. Thank you, Bill Murray. Super yeah. famous guy. I can't think of his name. <laughs> um, what's the other song? There's one more song in there. I'm drawing a blank. Anyways, so we did that. And now, and then we just kind of just grown from that. So it was more in the beginning, just like trying to go more straight hardcore, a little bit of metalcore, mm-hmm. mostly John Candy samples um, or John Candy movies, John Candy adjacent, whatever. And then we went from that to like, where we are now we're like we're just doing like lots of pop samples and really drawing on eric's initial influences from that like kind of like the edm world and marrying that with metalcore and like we've kind of always described it as like we're like the girl talk of metalcore like the girl talk was like the big mashup uh kind of artist that, that was doing all this stuff and so we're like right. we want a good metal version of that and i feel like we've accomplished that people call it out all the time and uh-huh. like it's super exciting to to kind of hit that uh hit the, hit the initial goal that we had i think dude i i literally love it man as i sit here and talk to it and you're like explaining everything you know what i mean like and just like the masks and the themes and the john candy like <clears throat> i love bands that do a theme you know what i mean it instantly brought me to austrian death machine you know what i mean for sure. Like, we for sure talked about them yeah <laughs> oh dude and it like just as i like talk to you there's always like these these adhd fireworks that go off in my head and i'm just like man this is like it's exciting and refreshing and nice to hear and like so the the raw stuff from what i was just talking about to your newest song that you just dropped the production in that from there to there is i mean technically it says only five years is like amazing you know the songs are amazing you know eric's Uh, production has like i mean i was i was happy with his production in the beginning but like he's like done himself on every track and he's like i always joke he's like a true artist like he hates everything he makes the second he finishes something he doesn't want to ever hear it again and but like he like beats himself up so hard that like he makes every new track sound that much better than the last track. I'm like, how much, I'm like, how can it sound any better? You're already like crushing it, dude. But like, <laughs> it's funny. It's like the sample aspect is like, I always talk about this. Like people don't yeah. realize, like we're not just a sample band because like we throw in movie quotes or pop music samples, like literally yeah. guitars are sampled. Like the drum hits, like Eric tries to make it sound like a real band as much as he can, but like the drums, yeah. He's a drummer by trade, but he takes individual drum drum hits and like snips them all up. It's not even necessarily a drum machine. Like he's literally programming each individual drum hit. Um, oh, snap. From right. other bands. Like everything is like literally besides my voice, wow. everything is sampled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. Is crazy, dude. That is like, that is so what uh so the the hiatus would have been his edm phase right yeah and going through so is it still a three-piece 
Yeah, so it, it's kind of funny. So it, it, it has always been a three-piece. Like, that's kind of, like, like what the branding is and, like, what mm-hmm. like when you see, like, our main logo and shirt, it's, like, the three faces all in a row. So that's right. myself, Brent, and Eric. Uh, so Eric's okay. our producer. Uh, I'm the singer, Brandon. And then Brent is our live bass player. Um, okay. Recently, and it was always kind of a thing, but, like, Eric just, like, doesn't want to play shows. Like, he's truly, like, I'm a background guy. I don't want to be in front of anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Not like it's like an arrogance thing. He's just right. like, like uncomfortable with that. Like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I'm the yeah. opposite. Yeah, I'm yeah. like yeah, in front of everybody. I will talk to anyone. Uh-huh. I just, just want to have fun and talk and just have a great time. And uh, so live, he's like, I don't really want to do live shows. So our buddy Dave, who was like our old guitar player for our old metalcore band in Solitas, we've right. recently been having him join us. Like we, he was with us on the one, the cloak, the stone video shoot that we did uh, a couple months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the guy in the tiny little white shorts. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Dave's also, uh, he performed with us live in the show. We just did a couple weeks ago at the Kook Slams Brewery down in San Diego. So uh, I was going to do, like, go I was going to do a segue. I was going to do a segue into that. So go uh, October 29th, right? Uh, you guys played in uh Orange County, it, Los Angeles. It was, Vista. it was Vista, which is like a suburb of San Diego, kind of. Yeah, how was that, man? How'd that go? Uh, that do was you super have... fun. That was a random connection, too. It was like our, well, so we had a fan named Tim. Uh, he's actually uh-huh. Tim Yeto. He's directed a couple of our music videos, like the Bay Harbor Butcher and October 31st. Um, he started oh, out man. as a fan, and then we became friends. Right. And he actually directed our newest music video, too, um, for the Bajan Candy. Um uh-huh. So fan became friend, like like we've been friends for years now. Um, and he was friends with this guy, Luke, who is the guy who started the Instagram Kook Slams. Um, so like Kook Slams has like a huge following. And right. um, so what ended up happening is Luke had Kook Slams. And then he was like, I want to start a seltzer brewery. He started the seltzer brewery. Like he wanted to look like 80s Miami Vice. And, yeah. Uh, so Tim had sent this to us and he's like, dude, this place, my buddy Luke has this place. It's your guys vibe. And we saw it. I was like, dude, we have to play a show there. And then he had talked to Luke about it. So Luke hit us up and he was like, Hey, like I'm selling the brewery. I want you guys to play here before I close it down. And so like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We finally found a day that worked. And uh, boom, that was like basically our first show back in almost two years because we pretty much never play. Right. Now that uh, can we expect any like video from that? Did you kind of shoot any material for a video or anything from there, or is yeah, it just like, secretive? Lots snippets, like lots of snippets from a lot of people. We wanted to, to film the whole thing, uh-huh. uh, but it was just like since because I basically do everything, it's like mm-hmm. it's really hard to find time for every last little detail, every last little yeah. thing happen it's like i'm not just a singer like i'm not just writing right. lyrics i'm not just tracking right. vocals. like i'm like i'm our t- booking agent i'm our tour manager i direct music videos i edit our music videos i do the all of our graphical effects i do all of our um branding like i run our company like it's like it's so, so I, I was like fuck i was so mad i didn't get to record the whole show but it'll come out in snippets i think at some point i'll make i guess a highlight reel or something like right. that. That's super dope. Well, before I forget, uh, I want to give a shout out to my, and we're talking about homies and friends and stuff. Uh, in my town, I think you may know him, Philip McKinnon. 
has bought like a bunch of merch and stuff. He's from a small town in central. Oh, I Illinois. totally know his name. Yeah, because I run all our social media, so like, I'm yeah, yeah, nobody's ever talking to. Yeah, that's, that's my yeah, it's one of my homies, man. So we just like recently, I guess like he knew who I was. I knew who he was, but we had like officially met, and I was I threw a show here. Uh, I was booking a show here for a national act and just seeing how, you know, like the show would like really hit well at home. And uh, he was like one of the winners for tickets. And we started talking and I was like, have you heard of the John Candy? Or he came over in a John Candy shirt. And I was like, bro, I'm like, I just discovered those guys. And he's like, bro, I've been on these guys. I'm like, bro. So we've been, so it's cool to actually see like, like, you know, like a, a super fan, you know, or someone that's really dedicated to your music, really just genuine fan, man. And like, cause I was like, he's got some sick merch. And I was like, you all got some sick merch and you just dropped some right for Christmas or yeah, holidays buddy. coming up. So it's another like fan friend thing. That's just, it's like, it's organically happened a lot with this band. So that's, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? If you yeah. can just like, you know, if you're friend, if you're just like genuinely meeting people and they come to you like, bro, I love what you're doing. And, you know, just supporting everything about it and just giving you know, like giving it there all just as much as you are is a very hard thing to find, you know, especially. And it's really hard to like not call them people like, a part of your family or a part of the you know band totally. family. It's sense, like we have you know? like an extended family, extended band members, like absolutely. So like uh so Mike Rondazzo, he mm-hmm. he was a fan originally and he was like, yeah. Hey, I want to do like a limited run of shirts for you guys. And I was like, Yeah, we only just have like our kind of online stores. We've never right. done like full like physical runs. And he's right. like, Let me do something seasonal and see what you guys think. And he did it and he just crushed it. And so we've just like built that relationship out from there and he's like right. become the go-to merch guy he's like an extended arm of the band like he he does our seasonal releases and he sells them all directly through himself like we just basically just say yay or nay to like the designs which right. is pretty much always yay because he then works with uh uh kayla go, uh, her uh, instagram handles goji bean art i believe um mm-hmm. she does like, a lot of the design he like he's at the printing shop and like it just like just making all That's this stuff great. work with just so many random people and just like kind of collectively making this cool thing is just, I mean, it's just, it feels really good. I, I mean, and for me personally, you know what I mean? And like even building a relationship on like just finding out who you are and not even having any merch yet and being already excited to even just like catch a show sometime, just whenever that may be, you know what I mean? Like I am like, uh, always excited like this right here the connection that we built online i always i i the when the band does that and it connects with their fans through like a damn near like every comment you know what i mean just whether it's like a like or just like hey man thanks you know what i mean like i still fanboy over shit like that i'm just like hey guys from west coast i'm gonna talk to them all i had to do was ask like it's crazy (laughs) it's just like a crazy world you know what i mean well it's because Last year, I started this podcast. It's just like something for bands and businesses to put a spotlight on local music around here. Or, in a sense, uh, like Coded was like, I have a nice camera and I wanted other bands to have that access to my camera too. So they not everybody had cell phone footage. You know what I mean? Like, I got a badass 4K camera. Use it. Let's shoot some shit. Let's do some stuff. You know what I mean? Just to get it out yeah. there. And building these relationships, you know, and then it went from, you know, all, just a couple local bands. And then I asked National Acts, like summoning the Lich and just like going down the road of people who would tour in my town. I'm like, hey, I have a podcast. Can I talk to you? 
And I'm a firm believer in a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And I, oh. I'm not afraid to ask, man. You know, the worst you can say what? is no, and then I'm on to the next. You know, yeah, it's like it's such a cliche, but I always say it. The worst somebody, worst thing somebody can say is no. Like, likely you won't get a response. That's what happens most of the time. But yeah, a no is like that's as that's as bad as it's gonna be. They're not gonna be like, oh fuck you, you idiot. You're so yeah. Why would that. you? Like, yeah. We get in the way of ourselves and our own like preconceived notions and our fears and our insecurities and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like some of the coolest stuff that that's, we've done has just happened by just talking to somebody and like you test on something friend. like yeah, yeah. Like I've mentioned a lot is that it's it's important to me. I try to respond to like literally every single comment, right. every single DM. Like they they. The fans are the reason that we can keep doing this. I mean, yeah, like personally, we could keep doing it because it makes us happy and it's fun, of course. But yeah, like, it's going to be an echo chamber. We're just going to make our own yeah. music to, our, to ourselves, and we'll be yeah. happy with it. But it's like it's way more fun to like bring like somebody into that whole that whole ecosystem and that whole family, and just all just have a good time. Like that's what we like our shows to be. Like we like it heavy and angry, but at the same time, we want it to be a dance party, and for everyone to just come out and being like, wow. I was thoroughly entertained. Like I want to be, we want to entertain. We want you to be entertained. Right. And that's, that's absolutely critical to us. So yeah, just, I like to respond to everything. There's so many bands out there that just don't respond. And they don't get it. And, and, and true. And it's not, it's not like an ego thing or anything, but I like, I, I, I thrive on that. I feel like that's like, what like you said, the, the connection that's there. And when they come to your show, it's an even more better, you know what I mean? And it's not anything like, monetary gain but i'm just saying like also you know them people are going to spend money on you you know them people are going to die to see you they're going to tell your friends about you they're going to hype your shit up they're going to hype the interview up you know what i mean as much as they can you know if i tell 100 people only 10 of those people are going to be you know what i mean all as hyped as me maybe you know five of those people might be as hyped you know and as long as you know like you said you influence one out of those hundred man there there's it's like shooting fish in a barrel and like you said it, it's refreshing to hear that type of music i kind of want to ask you about the writing process because in the in this interview we'll play uh the Bijan. is that what you call it yeah yeah okay so kind of like Dijon mustard all right i didn't know i don't even know what that word no. means it's my, but, it's my it's the first name of one of my best friends that i've known for like 30 years like we went to like started we met in like second grade and like he's been a big supporter of us so i was like i'm gonna i want to name a song after you dude and it was actually from a conversation that we had with you ever heard of hunt the dinosaur oh yeah 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 so like we went and saw them with like necrogoblicon and a bunch of guys and we met josh their guitar player okay. and i introduced my friend bajan and he thought i said like the john like this was the john candy and it was yeah. just a funny little kind of quick thing to happen i was like dude that's amazing uh i'm gonna call our next song the bajan candy and that's what i did oh, dude that's uh, i i love it so let's talk about i did read i don't know if it's in the video description of the video on youtube but it's a reference to uh was that alanis morissette is that her yeah, video? video we made as a throwback to uh her video for my uh, ironic it was just, it's basically the like not shot for shot, but no, very yeah, yeah, uh, resembles what she did. Inspired in the by, yeah, you know, her, inspired, yeah by. inspired by. She's different people in the car in different seats, <laughs> acting all crazy, and that was very, very fun to do that. And that's like how a lot of these ideas come to me. It's like I'm like writer's block. I can't think of anything, and then I'll see something, and then it's just like boom, all the ideas flood out, and that's kind of how things. Because I had no clue what I wanted to do before that, and then. 
I think I saw that music video or something. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. And I was like, I, one, I love the concept. And, and two, I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> but for our dumb band. <laughs> yeah, dude, I thoroughly enjoy that. I, I will tell you that I've I've practiced playing the drums, you know, so I'm a drummer too and, and like a slight vocalist, but like I've come across where it's on my playlist and my headphones and it like comes across and I'm like, well, I'm going to try it. Like well, fuck it, I know it ain't real, but let's just try it. It gets fun. Yeah. I, and I and I have a like I I probably only played it like I don't know four or five times. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, man, yeah. if they ever ask, I'm gonna be ready, dude. Like I'm gonna yeah. be ready. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, let's, let's talk about the inspiration behind that because we're sitting at fourteen thousand views right now, and you know, in a month or less than a month. And I, dude, that song is a. All of that's been coming out, I mean, very recently, as you can tell, like, as they're getting better and better, like, you know, like I said, your producer just like, each song just keeps getting better and better. And it's like every song's single worthy, you know, every song's a single or every song can have its own merch run, you know, dedicated to it. Cause it's like yeah. its own little, its own little movie and its own little promo. Yeah. We try to make each song its own little kind of experience that you nailed it. Exactly. Oh, dude. And it's so let's talk about the Bijan. Like, how did you go about writing that one? And let's just say, how long did that take? Yeah. So, um, Eric is always making music. Like, he's literally working on our next song right now. Oh, he's probably uh, sitting on millions of songs or something. Just... Oh, yeah. He's always sitting on tons of samples and, like, what, how does we want to arrange them and blah, blah, blah. Right. And this one, he just started working on it, started building, building. One of the first building blocks of that song was the Spice Girls. Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And like, he sent me like a clip with that in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like I got the chills. I was so excited. I was like, because that song is, I mean, it's a certified like banger classic, but at the same oh, time, dude, yeah. it's an obnoxious song. But I was like, but it's still hooky as hell. It's super fun. And so it's like, it's a, it's a lot of different things. And I feel like that's kind of us as a band. So like that kind of resonated with me. Uh -huh. Um. And then we just built from there and uh, like the lyrical inspiration was I was, I'm a huge gamer. So I was yeah. playing the, uh, the remake for this old game called System Shock. Um, like there's a System Shock, System Shock 2. And then basically those are the initial building blocks for inspiration for the Bioshock franchise, which are some of my uh -huh. favorite games of all time. I got Bioshock, Bioshock 2, yeah. Bioshock Infinite. Um, so anyways, the, the first two games, like System Shock, System Shock 2, are all about this AI called Shodan. And she basically takes over this ship that's like, I think it's like off like the, just off of like Jupiter or Saturn or something like that. And this, it just, she just goes crazy and just starts, starts murdering the whole crew and turning them into like mutants and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is so fitting for us because we're just like kind of this weird amalgamation of so many things. So thematically, it worked. But then also, like, we use so much AI, like, especially in recent years, like, when I'm, like, making our music videos, uh, making our artwork. Um, like, I love playing with AI and seeing, like, oh, how yeah. far we can take it. Uh, so that's been a big theme for me personally, like, artistically for the last, like, mm -hmm. two or three years. And seeing how far it's come from two or three years ago to now is, like, night and day. Like, our video for John Cena as our drummer, like, I made that music video, like, 95% AI generated. Like, I generated... Uh -huh. I would type in what I wanted and then I keep like generating new, new video clips until I got what I wanted. Like exactly. Uh -huh. Like I want the, the shot, the angle, what's happening in the scene, the time right. of day, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. I would assemble that in four se second snippets to make an entire music video. Um, 
And so just like that whole theme of AI, like I just I love playing with it. It's it's super addicting, super fun, and it's really frankly scary with like how far AI has come in the last couple of years. Like because I've been mm-hmm. messing around with it like since not day one, but like but since th- hell, even even this year, you know what I mean? This year's been crazy with you know ChatGPT and Midjourney. I'm a big Midjourney fan, so I do a yeah, subscription. So I use, I use nightcafe.studio, which is like basically okay. the same thing as Midjourney. Yeah. That's like my, my for generating still images. Yeah. And then for video, I use something called runway.ml. Um, okay. That, yeah. Yeah. That was just, it, it is crazy. Like, whenever you see like really creepy, weird videos that you know are AI generated, they're probably built off of runway.ml. Or uh, like there's like a um, a stable diffusion something you can do with Google I forget what it's called um, but yeah so like really that's kind of like that was the building initial building blocks of the song right. we became friends uh, well it was, he was a fan they became friends with us um, this dude Brandon Dermer he directed this awesome movie on Hulu called I'm Totally Fine highly recommend it not mm-hmm. just saying that because uh, I love him and think he's awesome but the movie's really really good. Um, and he just slid into our DMs and he's like, hey, what's up? I love you guys. Like, let's find a way to work. Like, work together. And we're like, sure, let's do it, man. Yeah. And uh, he introduced us to uh, Dickie Allen from Infinite Annihilator. Um, that was going to be one of my questions is how is how that segued into that. Yeah, I'm like, he directed, like, like, no. Well, he directed like one or two of their music videos, but Brandon's also directed videos for like Panic at the Disco, um, right. uh, Major Laser, a bunch of other big bands our groups or whatever and then he also introduced us to uh, alex alareza who's the guitar player one of the guitar players for next Gabacon. and mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of like perfect storm he was like hey dude let's get everyone's vocals including mine brandon's vocals uh, yeah. on the song like, let's do it and so uh he made it all happen and it, it's i mean brandon is like it's insane he's like a mad scientist of like connections to like random people you would never know or expect him to be connected to like he was like- the uh Dude, he was the brains behind that. Did you see that Blink-182, like, what the fuck's up, Denny's uh, teaser? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he directed that whole thing. Like No shit. Yeah, like, he directed, like, Blink-182's comeback with, like, edging. Um, The video where it's, like, like the girl by the pool or, like, Stanley, the hardcore guy. He's, like, dressed up like a construction worker. Um, Like, again, I don't know what term I would use for Brandon. There's probably something funny, but he's just, like, actually, like, the king of connections. I don't know. He just knows everybody. And he's the nicest, most humble dude. That's, dude, that's, yeah, that that video's amazing. The way it's shot is amazing. Everything's so clean and just uh, amazing. When I'll... probably got roughly about 10 minutes left um what what can we expect from you in the in the coming future next year uh i know touring's super expensive but is there any like couple show runs and you know like once a month coming up or is it just like you guys are just solely in cali and that's just where it's at yeah it's just um so shows wise I feel like we might start playing a little more shows. Like I always say, like there's the chance that every show is our last. Um, but I, I don't know. Like it's just it just depends on what opportunities present themselves. And like I mean, granted, yes, it needs to be in Southern California unless there's some crazy offer to like fly us out and we'll put you up in a hotel and you can play a show. Like cool, we'll make that happen. Like the yeah. biggest problem is like we all work full time. Like the band is yep. a fun side project for us, so yep. it's like. We can't like just and we have families like we can't just like drop everything and go and tour as, as awesome as that yep. would be yep. um so yeah i think we'll 
I, I have a feeling we'll play more shows. I hope we do. We have like two that we're working on right now that aren't official yet, but they could happen. There's a strong chance, I would say. Um, and we just keep meeting so many people that just like want to like make this stuff happen and have the means to make it happen. So <laughs> yeah. there's a strong chance. Um, beyond that, like we're still really just having a lot of fun making singles. Um, like it's it's worked out way better for us than making EPs or even full albums. Um, the whole single thing is like we try to like craft a whole experience around it. So it's like every single that comes out, it's like it's like it's not we just drop a single and that's it. It's like, yeah, we try to do a merch drop with it. We try to coincide it with uh, a full music video. And it's like it's all like this crazy timing. And uh, yeah, so it's still working for us. We haven't talked about doing anything else, um, but not opposed to it. It's just like it's also like just when inspiration hits, you know, mm-hmm. Dude, I I thoroughly enjoy like I mean like literally a lot of it and like every well, everyone I've seen I dig you know what all the damn vampires you know uh, oh John yeah. Is how it, did yeah I forget how did I forget to even talk about that like so that's actually uh so oh, I, did, I did I did a little mass transition for you I didn't even see that dude I was <laughs> dude that's yeah. dope that's dope bro hell yeah, yeah this, this thing is done by uh, Joshua Everett's and. Uh, uh, is it Paul Vick or, or Phil Vick? I just know him as Perfect Ugly. Uh, let me double check. I don't want to get his name wrong. Uh, almost there. Oh, uh, yeah. Paul Vick. Yes, Paul. I mean, he's yeah. like the sweetest dude also. Like, I just like meeting, I love meeting awesome people. Paul and Joshua are so sweet. Um, I reached out to Paul, like saying like, hey, we want to make new masks because our masks suck. I can only see out of one eye. So that's what's nice about this. I can see out of two eyes now. Like, I can actually see out of this right here. Right, even um, with that red light on? Even with the red red light on, yeah. That's dope. so. Yeah, like, nice. I was just like, dude, like I had like these requirements, like we want to do new masks. Like I made the old masks ourselves. Like they're super uncomfortable. They're super. They just suck. Like I think they're like synonymous with the band now and like kind of like our look. But at the same time, I just I just they're miserable to perform in. And so are, like, are they molded? Are together. they molded after the John Candy? No, that, that was what we wanted to do originally, but we couldn't find a John Candy mask. So we just went with the cheapest, easiest mask to find, which was a Trump mask on Amazon. They sell them for like $12. I was like, I was like, I want cheap and easy. I'm going to like cut this thing up. So I don't right. want to like feel about like messing with it right. too much. So, right. uh, but yeah, so these guys, uh, they like made masks. Uh, Paul and, and Joshua made masks for Slipknot um, and a bunch of other like big dudes. And I was like just fortunate enough to get connected with them via fans. And like they made this thing. It's like this is a life cast of um not not Bill Paxton. What's his gosh damn name? The dude from uh Ghostbusters. Uh Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, oh, Dan Aykroyd's face. <laughs> I see it now. And I wasn't even expecting like the whole like transition thing because like this is attached via magnet. Like this, like, right. Thick. It's like a very serial killer-esque, but like also it has like that cyber aspect of the band ai like it's all tied in like and it's cool because like my mouth moves with this so it's like we just debuted it at the uh last show we played but i dude i digress you asked me something totally different i just got excited to talk about the mask do you remember what you asked me (laughs) oh uh we're talking about all the damn vampires right yes thank you for remembering my memory is horrible so it's like you're a blessing to to be able to help me with this um (laughs) And I'm not even that old. I don't know. I'm 40. Like, I don't know. I guess that's kind of old. <laughs> like, I just, the I've 80, always it's had the ADHD, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it comes out in the band, right? ADHD core. We had so <laughs> many people say that. Um, the uh, All the Damn Vampires. So that's like another random connection. So like Eric um, and our producer, like he was initially, and Brent, they were friends with Davey Oberlin. 
Um, he was in like Winds of Plague, uh, Dawn of Ashes, and like a bunch Oof. of other bands. And like they introduced me to him, and then like Davey and I were just always randomly talking um, on our Instagram. And so Davey ended up like going like crazy. Like he became the touring keyboardist for Corn. He became and now he's like the I think touring keyboardist for Five Finger Death Punch. And he has like this whole side project, like 80s synthwave thing. And I'm like, I'm an 80s kid. I'm obsessed with the 80s, anything synth related. And so yeah. like, I just like started just doing like rough vocal mixes over his instrumentals, like all singing, like no screaming. Like, I usually scream and I'm not like the world's best melodic singer. Uh -huh. I guess I'm like, I'm okay at best, I would say, but I've learned vocal production to make myself sound slightly better. Um, and so... I, I did I did vocals over the song that he has a uh, kiss me to the Deftones, which already resonated with me because I'm a massive Deftones fan. Right. And right. Uh, and I made a music video for it too, and he just loved it. And like I was shocked because I wasn't expecting anything besides like, oh cool, thanks for making this. And he was like, no, dude, I love this. Like the visuals of the video, like they just hit. Like it's all the whole vibe. So he's like, I want to do a full release of this. So uh, we have like the full because right now it's kind of like a a video. Um, visualizer i would say now we have a full music video coming out and an official release of the song like on spotify apple music etc cetera, etc cetera. that'll be coming out this coming friday uh november 17th so that'll be oh. like a joint release between the two of us it'll be on both of our spotify's so i'm super excited about that i just can't believe i didn't remember it without you mentioning oh band dude, that's that's super dope well that's when this uh interview will drop too will be uh friday morning as well oh perfect but yeah, so yeah. And then at the end, so I wrote a synthwave song that was like used to be the intro for the song before I got like a pro intro and it's like an 80s yeah. synthwave inspired. So if you stay tuned like after the like when the credits or whatever roll, it's a whole 80s inspired outro, bro. You'll love it, man. I promise. Oh, perfect. I mean, it's right up my alley. I love it already. Hell it, hell it. Well, man, I really I really appreciate this and I really hope to catch a show sometime like uh I was just in Colorado. And I oh, speaking of EDM, uh, off track, but I just went to my first like pro EDM show. We we saw a uh, Black Tiger Sex Machine at uh, Red Rocks Theater, and dude, right. that oh, was Red just... Rocks. I've never been, but I've I've wanted to go. I feel that like my whole my... place is epic. Oh, dude, that was uh, so. That was like I've been there to visit like non show hours, and dude, that was my first show there and first like pro EDM, you know. And it was yeah. Oh, dude, it was like Chef's Kiss. It was packed dude like That's this so is so sick. much fun oh, but I like it. i said uh i i love this man thank you for responding to you know the social comments and being a stand-up guy you guys are a stand-up band uh we will uh, either play Bijan in, in the beginning or middle or whenever we talked about it but oh, uh then you guys just dropped some new merch for for the holidays is that out yet yeah the um i think so i think mike posted like hey you know slide into my dms if you want one of these and i'm going to print them on demand i think i think that's the way he did it is he printed them on demand but if someone ordered those shirts which i think he closed it now he sent like a bonus like christmas drop and then he made some like special sweatshirts for the band members that have like our logo and then like he put like a biohazard symbol on the side here which is pretty sick um so yeah like beyond that i think no other special releases right now but he's always cooking something up so i would just always say Follow our Instagram. I'm always going to post whatever he's making. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's always the easiest way. We're trying to find a better way than just like going into his DMs, like maybe some sort of web store or something like that. But it's just, we haven't like worked out the details yet. So right now it's just all a very manual process. 
Cool. All right, man. Well, that has been an awesome season premiere with you guys. And I hope to talk to you more in the future and everything else. So stay tuned, hit the socials. I'll talk to you soon, John Candy. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you.